Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast, brought to you by HarperCollins Publishers. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, it's Lainey Mays. I'm the Library Marketing Assistant from HarperCollins and the Library Love Fest marketing team. Recently, I sat down with Stephanie Anderson, who's a librarian at Book Ops in New York City. She's also on the steering committee for Library Reads. We sat down to go through a tutorial of how to vote on the Edelweiss platform. So we have some breaking news. The official date to vote for Library Reads have changed. So now, when you go to vote for your favorite book for the month, you're going to vote on the first day prior to publication date. So, for example, if a book goes on sale in July, then you're going to vote June 1st. I really hope this answers all your questions and is helpful to you. Hi, it's Lainey from the Library Love Fest marketing team, and I am joined by a very special guest today on the podcast. I am on location at Book Ops in Long Island City, New York, and I'm joined by Stephanie Anderson. She is the assistant director of selection for Book Ops, serving the branches of the New York Public Library and Brooklyn Public Library, as well as a founding member and current chair of the Library Read Steering Committee. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here. So Stephanie's going to walk us through Library Reads. Anything we have questions about, we're going to solve them all right here. Let's do it, yeah. All right, so can you give us an idea of what Library Reads is? Sure. So the idea behind Library Reads is that it's the National Library Staff Picks List. Um, it comes out once a month, aside from December, when we look at the best books of the year. And it seeks to showcase 10 books coming out that month. So for example, this month in August, all of the books on the list are being published in August 2018, um, as voted on by library staff. So, and it's a simple numbers game. Whichever books get the most votes are the books that make the list. Um, if, if folks are familiar with the Indie Next list, which independent bookstores have been using for years, that's, the idea is similar to the Indie Next list, except library staff. Um, and we are celebrating our fifth anniversary in wow. September. Yeah, so, so we have about 60 lists going back now, awesome. 10 books every month, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's great that you mentioned Indie Next mm -hmm. because a lot of bookstores use this to promote. So the same thing with Library Reads, you can promote. The website has great resources. Yeah, yeah. And banners and things like that. Definitely. There's a lot of ways to use the list. Like hopefully, you know, folks working in public libraries are, use, are submitting to the list, reading books in advance, nominating books they really love. But even if that's not of interest to you or if, or if you want to go further, mm -hmm. um, everyone can use the list. There's printouts on the website, so you can use them to hand out to patrons. Patrons love lists. They love lists <laughs> of books and especially new books. Yeah. Um, it can be great for collection development, especially if you work in a smaller library and you have a limited budget and you want to make sure you're focusing your purchase of titles. You know, the way I think about it is these are guaranteed. And it's great for Reader's Advisory, too, because I think one of the best tricks in Reader's Advisory is, oh, my colleague read this and really loved it, you know, or my yeah. mom read it and really loved it. And so when you can say, oh, well, it made the library reads list, so a lot of librarians must have liked it, you can know it's a trusted title. Yeah. Um, we've seen lots of libraries make displays with it, not necessarily with the new titles, which may have a lot of 
of holds, but now that there's five years worth of titles, it's a great way to pull a really diverse list of books in the sense that lots of different genres, there's some nonfiction, there's just books from all over the library. So mm -hmm. it's a great way to help people find sort of that trusted read. Yeah. Yeah. Who can vote for library reads? Great question. Anybody who works in a public library can vote for library reads. And I want to make clear that that means everybody who works in a public <laughs> library. Um, not that we don't love our colleagues in academic and school and special libraries, just that the focus of this list is folks who are working with public library patrons. That means that you do not need to have any special degree or certificate. You don't need to have any special job title. You don't need to work full time in a public library. You just need to work in a public library. That's it. Yeah. That's great. Easy peasy. Yeah. yeah. We get that question a lot. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. That's really great. Um, also, how do you vote? Uh, great question also. So there are two ways to vote right now. Um, you can use Edelweiss or NetGalley. Both of those are websites that I encourage every librarian to sign up for. Even if you don't have no interest in library reads, definitely one of the perks of the profession is having access to publishing in this way. So you can read books in advance through Edelweiss and NetGalley. You can also just get a sense for what's coming out. Publishers put their catalogs up on Edelweiss so that you can see what's coming out this season, next season, maybe even two or three seasons in advance. Um, and what you do, it, this, it, the pr procedure is a little different for each website, but essentially what you need to do for both of them is to, first of all, be registered as a librarian. I know a lot of people use one or the other site, but maybe use it as a blogger or some, you know, many people are in the book industry under many different guises. So the first and most important thing is to make sure that the website knows you're a librarian. <laughs> and then you have the option under both, under a different, uh, and you can go on the library reads website to see all the details if you want, um, but you just submit the book to library reads. Um, and that's that. And then we count up all the votes every month and see what has the most votes for the books coming out that month. Oh, wow. <laughs> so with the health of a, co a computer, I should say, we don't go through them individually. Yeah. Oh, like open each individual letter. Yeah. Um, which would be beautiful. I'm sure all of the reviews would be wonderful. Yes. But <laughs> yes computers but, are needed. But yes, we are, we are a primarily volunteer committee, <laughs> so that would be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So on Edelweiss is mm -hmm. where you vote for HarperCollins titles. Yep. Can you just give, I know it's kind of hard without a visual, but just kind of a simple yeah. how you vote. So basically when you're looking at a title, I'm looking at one right now so I can try to describe it um, out loud. When you're looking at a title, um, after you've looked it up in Edelweiss, at the bottom right hand corner of that, of the search, you'll see something that says review. It's got a little bubble in it with three dots. You click on review and then you select, you can select why you liked it, you can give it a number, you can write an actual annotation, which we highly encourage, because if you've looked at the lists, you can see that we use those annotations um, to help readers of the list know what the book is about. But the most important thing is above the review box, there's a little drop down that says submit to, and if you don't do anything with it, it says zero. If you <laughs> click on that zero, it gives you a couple different options, publisher, Indie Next, library reads, and SIBA. The most important one there is library reads. So you want to click that box that says library reads. I also encourage you to submit it to the publisher, otherwise they may not know what you think of their book. And if you're looking to develop a relationship with publishers um, so that they send you more books in advance, so that your library gets considered for book events, it's a great way to show publishers that you're a librarian who's reading in advance and who's knowledgeable. But so anyway, you click on that box, then you save it using the little floppy disk in the bottom right hand corner, and that's that. Now I want to point out something that I think is frustrating to people, there's also a little heart in that bar. If you simply click on that bar which says much love, it doesn't do anything, at least in terms of the library reads yeah. world. So even if you click on that heart, you still need to go through and click on the review window 
click on the drop down, select library reads, and then save, and that will ensure that your vote is counted. As long as you vote in time. <laughs> yes, uh, that that's is the, another that's issue. That's the other really, really important thing. And our colleagues um, who work in publishers are pretty good about sending out reminders yeah. too. But it's never too—it's never too early to submit a vote. It's only ever too late. Um, and we do keep those dates on the Library Reads website, which is libraryreads.org, as well as a countdown clock, so that you know how much time That's until the next really due date. Helpful. Yes, definitely. As much as you know, every time we get a like or a library read submission after the due date, a publisher gets its wings. Yeah. But <laughs> we are not counted. As yep. library reads. So just keep that in mind. Um, and so, I mean, it do, it's helpful. We're really glad you're reviewing, but it does not count for library reads. Exactly. Um, and we also, as publisher-wise, we try to help you guys out a lot on our social media. We put e-cards up all the time that give dates. So it's like, oh, I don't even know when the book is coming out. Well, we put library reads, submit it by this date. And that will help you a lot on Twitter and Facebook is where you can find Library Love Fest. Um, also, we have a... Edelweiss catalog, which mm -hmm. is harperlibraryegalleys.com, mm. and we even break them down, suggestions for each month, so it'll help you with that if you're kind of like, I don't even know where to begin, or what books kind of fall in that, you can go there, and we try to give as many resources as we have, mm -hmm. and you can follow Library Reads, too, on Twitter and yep. Facebook, so, and Instagram, and Instagram. <laughs> yes, so I know on Edelweiss, we have a lot of titles even up now for January, February, as far as March. Like, it's it's way out there. Mm -hmm. So how do people find these galleys really early? Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. And in terms of, like, how everybody has a different opinion on how far out they like to read, especially if you do any collection development for your library. For a lot of people, that's kind of pegged to, well, how far are you ordering? Um, my instinct, because I have a retail book selling background, is to always be looking about six months ahead. That's about how far, six to nine months out, I feel like, is how, order, how early you order for bookstores. In libraries, we tend to order a little closer to publication, um, but that's about where I start thinking about it. What I often do when I'm trying to decide what I want to read and nominate for library reads, because I try to be really deliberate about it. You know, it's important to me to see a wide variety of titles on the library reads list. I love Louise Penny, but I actually very rarely nominate her for library reads because I'm always looking to use my votes to bring books to the to attention of people that maybe they wouldn't see otherwise. Yeah. Louise Penny doesn't need my help, um, <laughs> even though I love her books. So what I usually do is I just start with sort of a monthly, I also have a uh, monthly reminder to myself on the 10th of each month to go in and do a little searching into Edelweiss and NetGalley. So it's, it's a really nice thing because it helps me as a librarian, it helps me do my job since I oversee the team that selects titles for branches, but then also helps me with library reads. So I'll just go in and I'll pick a month, maybe depending on where I'm reading and what where we are in the publishing schedule three or four months out, and I'll just ask it to, I'll ask Edelweiss to show me. You can very easily do a search. Anybody who has used a library catalog can use Edelweiss um, and say, I want to see all fiction coming out in February 2019. And then I might sort of narrow it down from there. You can use limiters, like only show me things that have an e-galley that I can read. Um, you can limit by publisher. You can limit by type of book. So if you're really in the mood for a mystery, um, it has a lot of stuff built in because Edelweiss 
was first and foremost uh, a way to view catalogs. And so it has all the information that publishers put into catalogs are all different ways that you can limit. Um, and then I just sort and I just kind of scan through. It's I find it pretty easy to scan through, yeah. um, make a little list for myself, request galleys. Some For some publishers, you have to ask for a galley. Some publishers, you can be whitelisted. Mm -hmm. You can be whitelisted right? with us. You just have to send us an email. Yeah, yeah. And so that way you can just download it right away. Um, or if there's something that looks really, really amazing, maybe I'm even going to like, and I, there's no galley, I'm going to make a note to myself and see if I can request one. So yeah. that's the way I go about it. Everyone has a different way. If you're, you know, another way I've done it before is while you're working on a cart, like say you're looking at a, a cart, an ordering cart full of new releases is to sort of make a note of like, ooh, that sounds good. And like, why not go in and see if you can get a galley right away or yeah. put it on a list or, you know, I find, I find that to be a good way too. If, if you can build it into an existing workflow that you already have, you know, so much better. Definitely. Yeah. Or if you prefer physical galleys, the mm -hmm. same thing. You can still vote on those, even if it's a. If you would rather read a physical one, same process. Just email us, and we will do our best to get that to you. Yeah, so. and that's a good point. You don't have to have read the e-galley in order to vote on Edelweiss or Net Galley. I know people ask us about that sometimes. You have, you have to. Well, we'd like you to have read the book. Please don't hate <laughs> books unless you can read them. And I mean, I would never imagine a librarian would do that in a million years. <laughs> just be, how could, I wouldn't lie about it. Um, but you don't have to have downloaded it or anything like that. I actually prefer physical galleys myself, and that doesn't stop me. From from voting on a title yeah. I've really enjoyed. This has been so great. Oh, my pleasure, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that you would like them to really know? Um, I think here's what I would say is if you have, there's two things. One is if you haven't done it before, I really, really encourage you to try it out. You can dip your toe in the water just by going to the website, that's libraryreads.org, and like print out a list and try it in your library and see what happens. I think you'll be really surprised by what a great, how well it can sort of shore up all the other amazing things you're doing in your library. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've never submitted before, I think a lot of people get freaked out because they're like, oh, I don't want to write an annotation. Of course, we love it if you write an annotation, but you do not have to write a review in order to vote for a book. I can't stress that enough. If, if, if the fear of writing the review is what's keeping you from submitting your vote, then don't, don't worry about the review. Just submit your vote. The more, the merrier. Really, it's great. And if you're listening to this podcast and thinking, boy, I already knew all of this. I'm already super active in library reads, and I know you people are out there, um, then I would encourage you to think about how can you spread the word with your fellow librarians. You know, I, I have done a lot of presentations for library reads over the last five years, and I every place I go, no matter where it is in the country, no matter what conference, um, there are people who have no idea what an ARC is. They've never heard of Edelweiss. They, you know, whether they know library reads, I won't get, you know, puffed up about. But, like, <laughs> there's still so many, this, a lot of these ideas are still so new to the profession. We still have a lot of colleagues who have no idea they have this access and this ability. And so think about, like, in your library, does everyone in your library, regardless of job title, regardless of educational background, know about this? Does everybody in your regional association, in your state association, Association, you know, are there other ways that you can spread the word about this? Because I, you know, not just for library reads, but for the sake of readers' advisory as a as a as a in a profession, um, how can we make sure that all librarians, all people who work in libraries, know about this? So, if you're sitting here being like, I know all this, ask yourself: <laughs> Does every library staff member you encounter know that too? That's a great point. Also, if you are confused by anything, yes. you can reach out to the HarperCollins library team anytime. Do not be scared. Yeah. Do not say, oh, I should know this. It doesn't matter. No. Let us know. And this, hopefully this podcast will be a good resource. Mm -hmm. So you can hand it off to someone and say, here's an audio clip. Everything you need to know. 
And then they don't have to ask any questions and say, I didn't know this. And all, all, the, all the basics, if you go to the website, you'll see there's a tab at the start that, or at the top that says participate. That all the stuff I just said, you can see in a really basic condensed format there. So that's a great place there's to great start. arrows. Or, I yeah. see everything has arrows. <laughs> if you want to start somewhere or you want to help somebody else start somewhere, that's a really great link to send them just to, just to start getting the big picture because there's a lot of things wrapped up in this that maybe people, they, they get stuck on what's an arc or they get stuck on I've never heard of Edelweiss. But this is a good way to have somebody be able to skim. We are, we do work in libraries. We all like to sit quietly in the privacy of our own <laughs> desks and read something to learn more. So um, we try to put some good information up and don't be afraid to contact us either. We can do another episode if, there, if you get a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will like answer all of them for listener you. Listener mail. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the authors get really excited when yeah, they yeah. see because this oh, is really direct to their it. ears. You yeah. Know? A vote goes straight to them and they, they're so excited for it. So Authors love when libraries pick their book. And I should say that's uh, that was another way to use this list I didn't say earlier, which makes me feel like a Luddite. But like, <laughs> if your library has a Facebook page, this is easy content. Encourage people to borrow these books. If there's a way to make a list on your website, make that list. Put it on your Instagram and tag the author's Instagram account. Like that's a good way to get the author to take notice of you. Like this is something, it it, it is really touching to me after five years to see how many authors see getting on this list as a validation of their work, especially because so many authors became authors by being library people, spending a lot of time in libraries. So um, there's no, you can't really overplay this hand. It really is meaningful to authors and it's meaningful to readers too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This Thanks been, for having me. Yeah, of yeah. course. So excited. This has been a conversation with Stephanie Anderson from Book Ops and um, all of your library reads questions hopefully were answered. If not, please get in touch with the Library Love Fest team at librarylovefest at harpercollins.com. Thank you.